Welcome to Sales Tech Stars Sales Star Podcast. This is where we feature news, tips and insights on B2B sales. Happy to have you here. On today's episode of the Sales Star Podcast, we have Viral Bacharya, CTO and co-founder at Six Sense, an account engagement platform that helps B2B organizations boost revenue growth. Viral is here to share a few insights on Six Sense's newest innovations and what's in store for the B2B Martech and sales tech world. Viral, it's great to have you here. Thank you for taking the time to participate. We appreciate that you're here today and you're here to talk about some of your greatest insights and observations and you know newest B2B marketing trends so before we dive in tell us about yourself your journey at six cents and what's a day at work like there thanks paroma for having me on the podcast it's really great to chat with you here the journey to cto i mean it started in 2013 when we founded the company and so it was a small idea that uh, came to us um, about like using data for helping b2b marketing and sales or almost like bringing what b2c was already doing for multiple years to b2b like that that was the um thing that we started the company with uh where we are right now and what i do day to day is probably very different than what i was doing in 2013 but nowadays uh if you think about where my time goes i mean i oversee the technology and product side of the company but if you think about like we also have a lot of data processing so data science teams and data analyst teams I also do my day is all geared towards a product roadmap strategy technology roadmap strategy uh and majority of it like i do 50-50 where i'm also meeting with customers partners sometimes even competitors or future competitors and try to spend as much time as possible that can help us inform our strategy for the future absolutely and you know we've we've been observing we've been noticing the six sense platform has evolved over the years obviously and but the you know there've been a couple of very interesting integrations we'd love it if you can throw some light on that and you know some of the upcoming capabilities that users can look forward to from the platform yeah so our, our journey was interesting and you know, i think you talked about evolution when we started as a company what we did was predictive and and the reason i say what we did is because uh uh we were a scoring engine we provided scores to our customers and that's what that was it uh like if anybody used it they did not know behind the scenes what was happening but as we evolved and and now what we have is it's basically how we do things is predictive it's behind the scene predictive ai and everything working but a lot of our tooling and and product now is workflows activation of the data so customers can feel and hold things and so that's our evolution that's our journey that's why we um six months ago we raised our round uh, which valued us at over 2 billion dollars right so it, it's because we built something that is day to day for marketing and sell, uh, sales folks out there right i think one of the questions that you asked around like your latest integrations yes yes uh, so pro i mean if you think about our journey we were always an intent data provider we we have our own intent data and and that's what is always been attractive to all our customers because everybody is looking for who is ready to buy their uh solution software product anything you name it um but we as a company uh, believe that not all data and not all intent data is is available with one vendor right we we recently announced something with bombora and 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 after that we just announced something with trust radius these these uh, groups and these companies have curated data which is available and it it is it is additive to what we already have and so our belief is why not allow why not allow our customers to bring all this data together and and make it one easy place for them to activate and so that was the unique thing that we brought and plus 
one of the other things that we are doing with these vendors is something that um, is, is uh, exclusive to us is we can use this data in our time series predictive algorithms. So if you are a salesperson and you want to know what is your account doing, are they in the buying journey or not? Like you don't have to, you don't have to wait and cobble all these things together. We do it for you and we tell you based on all the behaviors um, across all these platforms and companies, like um, is this account in market for you or not? So that's like the unique thing that we brought to market here in our in our announcement with Bombora and now recently with Trust Radius. Absolutely. So there has been a lot of need driven by customer demand to have by marketing and salespeople, especially to have unification of data and better, richer insights. And the integrations are one part of your story, your recent story. There's also these big acquisitions you've recently announced that we'd like to dive into now and what that means for the Sixth Sense platform as a whole and the near future product roadmap. So for we, we recently, I, I think the acquisition year, we recently acquired a company called uh, Fortella. And at a high level, it's an AI-driven pipeline intelligence platform. Uh, just to not talk about buzzwords and talk about what it means um, and, and why it matters to us, right? Every CMO or every um, every team, like even nowadays for CRO, anybody you talk to, or including at a CEO level, board level, everybody cares about growth, right? Everybody cares about growth and how are we going to achieve that growth? And it all starts with, pipeline. If you have enough pipeline, you can hit your bookings and revenue numbers. And what has happened is what we saw is like every CMO was maintaining this thing in an Excel spreadsheet. And it was like a very complex uh, model that was being built out. And then they were trying to manually reject together like data to say like, are we going to hit it? Are we not going to hit it? And when we, what we saw as an opportunity with Fortella was the team had actually built a solution out where now not only can you maintain this thing in a product and an offering that is there. Like you can keep your plan. You can, you can then start tracking towards that plan. But the most important part was the projections that they did saying like, are you on track to hit your plan? Like what is the algorithm saying? Are you going to be over your plan, under your plan? And when you are in that over under scenario, especially the under scenario, how do you fill that gap? Right. How do you, how do you fill that gap is by looking at like now look at six cents because Fortella did not have visibility into the behaviors and everything. We had the visibility into behaviors. The team had a vision of building that out. But when they saw Sixth Sense and when we saw them, we were like, hey, you guys have built this amazing GV. Like the analogy I use is think of Sixth Sense as a car, right? As a car which allows you to do all this engagement and reach your destination and, and figure out everything. But Fortella is like the GPS, which will help you, uh, which will help you get from one position to the next position, right? And so one point to next point. And, and that's the analogy here, right? Like then that's how it powers and, and, and enhances the Sixth Sense platform because now not only can we tell you which accounts are in market, but we'll tell you with Fortella, you have a gap and this is how you fill the gap and we point you in the right direction. So it becomes a board level metric now. CMOs will be able to show to their board like, hey, what am I doing? How are we doing? And the forecasting is the most important here. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, this, uh, we, this, is, this is one big story that has broken in the MarTech sales tech industry in the recent past. And, you know, we, we're seeing the marketplace. We know that there's going to be a lot more of this, a lot more of centralization, a lot many more mergers and acquisitions. But specific to, you know, the need for better data and predictive systems, how, you, how are you seeing this currently change the marketplace, in, uh, especially to, in the B2B landscape? And uh, can you talk about some of the best ways or the most innovative ways in which you've seen leading brands sort of drive or double their impact with, you know, solutions like yours in the marketplace? 
I think you're right. Data has become the fuel and it is always the fuel for a lot of B2C stuff. I think B2B in general only relied on one type of data before, which was account data and contact data, right? Like that was the bread and butter of B2B a few years ago. I think the most advanced or or even like um, forward thinking, if you don't say advanced, forward thinking people nowadays are looking at intent is obviously one of the type of data they're looking at. But I think Data in general, everybody pulled all this data together, including like now product usage data, probably because there's a lot of product-led growth companies. They pulled all, they pull all this data together. The problem was always getting the insights in the hands of the sellers at the right time. And what we started seeing uh, is uh, modern teams nowadays want like a single pane of glass, one system that is controlling every other tools, right? Because marketing and sales, MarTech and sales tech tend to have so many systems and so many tools out there to do their jobs, everybody has now started investing in an in, in orchestration system, like an orchestration system where you centralize everything and then you control your campaigns, you control your audiences from one place and not having to build everything in every single system multiple times. Uh, it reduces the amount of time it takes to launch something. Like I think uh, in our case, we've seen customers come in and start launching not only just ad campaigns, but also their email nourishment programs and everything within a week and, and then maintaining those audiences in real time. And I think that's the most critical part. Now, the other side of data, which has become very important because all this data is available online. And if you think about like your B2B companies, you can lose your champion, you can lose your users, but you don't lose the account, right? Because the account is who has bought your stuff and, and the people under those account change. And I think one of the other things that people are nowadays looking for is like, hey, if my best user went to some other company, can I use that? Like, you know, these kind of alerts and extra insights is where everybody's going towards versus relying on relationships all the time. In the past, everything was relationship driven. But nowadays, everything is more driven like, hey, I can't monitor everything. I can't keep up with everything. Can tools and systems automatically monitor stuff for me so we can focus on improving our business metrics? Absolutely. So there is still a big gap when it comes to B2B marketing platforms and sales platforms and the way the teams are sort of using or employing these different systems and how they are optimizing their internal processes. But that's one part of the story. The other part is seeing the evolution at Sixth Sense, seeing how the features have evolved, the capabilities have been enhanced and you've sort of understood and met changing demands and met challenges that marketers and salespeople have often faced have often faced over the last couple of years so as a cto what are some of the top things the top five things that you'd say to tech ctos in general who are looking at enhancing their capabilities for their platforms building out new features what what top practices best practices do you have from all these years of innovation and experience I can say I have suggestions. <laughs> I don't know if they are best practices, uh, but uh, I can tell suggestions based on what I know from what we've seen over the years, right? I think many times as tech people, we try to think of everything as, I mean, we've always think everything as zeros and ones. It's always like black or white, right, for us. And then when we see new technology come up, we think like, oh, we're just going to revolutionize the world with this technology, especially like if you think about anything that is AI or ML. I'll use one example recently. If you've been following the AI world, uh, with GPT-3 models and everything, you can generate the text. And I know like founders that I have met who say like, hey, we're just going to automate everything that you won't need these humans to do stuff. I think my suggestion to them is you're always going to need the humans. You're always going to need them to do stuff because at the end of the day, this is still a person selling to another person and it's a person buying from another person, right? And so what I would say is 
humanize your offering, right? Humanize what you're building, humanize your AI. Tell them the why of why you're doing something and make sure that your AI algorithms or your anything that you do is not a black box for them. Because many times the sellers and the marketers, they don't trust unless you tell them the why. If you just say that, hey, do this thing, they're not going to just do it. If it was that easy, then we would have just trained every salesperson and made them just do what we want them to do, right? I think in many cases, you have to train them and you have to tell them the why. And then I would say, lastly, make things competitive for them always. Like, you know, like salespeople tend to be the, the most competitive out there. They love to compete. They love to like win out. They love to showcase that they were the best at their job. And so make it more like competitive leaderboards and other stuff that will enhance their experience using your tool and products. And, and lastly, I would say it goes back to the first thing, why you humanize it? Because many of these people are also afraid of losing their jobs when they don't hit their quota. If you can do something which will showcase to them like, hey, this is why you're using the tool and this is why we'll help you hit your quota. I think, I think those are like few things that you can do. And these are suggestions, as I said, these are not like, I don't, I don't know if these are best practices. I don't think I can say that it will always work out, but I've seen them. I've seen them work in many cases. There were some very, very interesting suggestions and very relevant to today's times and marketplace. And we've really had a very interesting conversation so far and we've uncovered quite a few different kinds of thoughts in this conversation and before we wrap up for the day we'd like some of your predictions on the future of b2b marketing and sales and also in general martech and sales tech how do you think these platforms are set to evolve and meet changing dynamics and what are some of the biggest upcoming trends and dynamics you feel are going to you know sort of change the game for b2b marketing and sales given today's environment given today's challenges and this complete shift to a hybrid model and this sort of half come back into the you know the actual pre-covid physical world what are some of your last thoughts and takeaways i think this whole hybrid world as you said program is going to stay i don't think it's going away anymore i think in fact it might even become more hybrid than before i think people used to work from home before sometimes but now it's going to be majority will work from home some will go to the office the opposite right what i think the trend the trend here is going to be in the past it was all about like getting people together for an event in the past, it was for marketing, right? And for sales, it was like going on site and trying to sell. And your trend will become like, you have to be very good at doing digital and virtual stuff. And you have to be very good at it. You have to make sure the experience matters, right? Like, so I think everybody always wanted to be customer first and customer experience first. I mean, many times they say it, but they don't do it because they could spend time with the person in person and make up for their experience, whatever was lacking in the experience. But I think now customer experience from early on, right? Whether you are selling to them or not selling to them, you're just educating them has to become, has become very critical now. In addition to that, I think the changing dynamics, what it will do is, I think it is going to lead to a lot more automation, a lot more automation and a lot more AI-driven workflows so that you don't have to do the things yourself. Like many times, uh, um, like people are always busy figuring out like, oh, how do I write this email? Up? How, what do I know? Like, do I focus on this account? Do I not focus on this account? I think those kind of things will now go away. Um, and I think, I think people will now rely on data to do it. One of the other things that I've seen, uh, uh, very uh, good users of our platform, what they have done is they have moved away from this. Let's set our account list at the beginning of the year and then assign the accounts to each rep and you only have those accounts and you only go after those accounts. Like it, it's it's like opposite of thing. Like, I mean, who knows like what the world is going to be and things might change. Who knows if the pandemic again resurfaces, 
you have to adapt and you have to change. And I think the best customers in our group nowadays are adapting by saying, let's focus on the accounts that are in market right now and only go after them versus like assigning accounts and then working towards them, right? And trying to force fit ourselves. I think a lot of these changes are happening now. And I do see these trends are here to stay along with this whole virtual and hybrid model that you said. Absolutely. And I think it's a very interesting time for B2B marketing and sales teams in general. And Vera, we thank you. On this note, we thank you again for participating and sharing your thoughts and spending this time with us today. We'll definitely have you back again soon. But in the meantime, we wish you and the rest of the Sixth Sense team all the very best. Thanks, Paroma. It was great uh, chatting with you. Thank you.